Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia. Europe is us with Dino. Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out today's topic, Conference on the Future of Europe. Today's guest, Armin Polak, a European ambassador from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Armin, can you tell us more about what impresses you the most about the European idea of unity and the values of the EU? So, uh, my name is Armin Polak. I'm a young European ambassador from uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina, and I'm actually currently the uh, coordinator for the uh, national team of uh, Bosnia and uh, Herzegovina. Uh, when I talk about the idea of European unity and about the characteristics of European Union, I think actually that, uh, especially from my view as a young person from Western Balkans, it is it is something that is actually really really needed, especially in the in the context, let's say, of today's situation, where we have many many different issues that are really um, evolving on, on, on really everyday level. So I think that just because of that, it is really important to, to share that idea, to promote it, and what is probably the most important thing actually to work on it together, not just the uh, persons that are actually coming from the EU member states, but also us from the Western Balkans and other, part of the, other parts of the uh, European uh, neighborhood because just just through that and through let's say our joint work we can actually um, develop that idea and create the the um, European identity that is actually really needed in in this moment. So to explain to our listeners, the Conference on the Future of Europe is a citizen-led series of debates and discussions that enabled Europeans to share their ideas and help shape the future. What are you, Armin, personally expecting from it? Well, Conference on the Future of Europe is actually a, uh, a program that is, let's say, very popular among youth people in, in, in European Union, but uh, even, the, even the young people from Western Balkans are actually really enjoying it, even though, let's say, that we are not so much connected uh, to it. Uh, but as I can see uh, from my perspective, especially because I'm, I'm currently studying uh, in European Union in uh, Slovenia, I can really see that uh, young people are really motivated to work on these ideas, to promote the idea on conference uh, on the future of Europe, because they think that it is actually a program which which will bring the the um, youth, let's say, to another upgraded uh, level in the European Union. That their that their voice is actually going to be heard uh, from this moment. And when we see the number of of ideas actually that are shared uh, on the platform, I think that it really is a um, additional proof uh, proof uh, of that. I I we I worked uh, with my partners also uh, on faculty um, on the conference in the future of Europe and we created a lot of ideas and just through that process you can actually see that uh, and witness that young people are uh, eager to work, that are prone to work and that are actually uh, really motivated to work in a moment when someone tell them, tell them that their voice is going to be heard. And Conference on the Future of Europe is definitely a good example uh, for that. And even though it is, let's say, finishing in a in, in few days, 
um, I think that it is really going to to uh, to change the way how uh, youth actually perceived the European Union, and and of course, I hope that many of these ideas will actually be uh, will actually be the really important part of the European Union policy in next years. I see that you have some experience in the field as well. Which were the most often proposed ideas by the participants? Well, uh, that was actually really interesting to me because I, I thought that that uh, since let's say many of, of these young people that are working on the on the ideas are uh, students or or some let's say people that are in their really really young uh, working age, I thought that many of the of the um, ideas will be strictly connected to to youth. But it was actually not like that. Many of them are were creating the ideas that are, let's say, connecting with the um, connecting with the things and issues that are important, not just for the youth generations, but also also for the whole population of the of the European Union. Of course, there were many many um, other um, other ideas that are, um, let's say, connecting students. Um, uh, in uh, in all uh, Europe, for example, uh, I noticed one idea uh, which was, let's say, inspired by a Slovenian student system that is connecting with the uh, with the meals, studentski uh, boni, as I as I know that it is the name of it, and they proposed the idea to let's say have it uh, on the European on the European level for the all Erasmus students um, around the continent. For example, that was very very good idea for me, but let's say that some of them are also connecting, as I said, uh, to the ideas that are actually good for the uh, benefits of many different uh, populations uh, around the around the continent. And uh, now I will give you one example of uh, students that were working on the uh, legalizing of uh, marijuana for the medical purposes, which is actually a, let's say, a topic that is um, let's say controversial but that is really important and it is let's say one of the ideas that is modern in 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 these moments so many different ideas that are really creative um really uh change making uh ideas that are trying to to build up the european union on let's say some upgraded level and the ideas that are trying to to uh, prove that young people are the I will I will try not to, to do the cliche uh, to, to do cliche sentence and to say that they are the future of the European Union, but they really are. Uh, and I think that through these many ideas in the Conference on the Future of Europe, they really proved it. Armin, a few personal questions for you. What is your favorite memory? Oh, <laughs> let's say the tricky ones also. <laughs> uh, let's say that um, it is probably the period of of my our early childhood when I started uh, when I started uh, on the uh, my area of my uh, primary school. I think that it is probably the the period of my life that I remember the most because it it was like so 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 nice and so so childish. <laughs> What is your worst fear? My worst fear? Oh, I don't know, heights maybe? And what is your biggest wish? My biggest wish? Uh, uh, <laughs> something that actually 
immediately came to my mind is that to to uh, make Bosnia and Herzegovina the member state of the European Union. But let's say that it is not my personal, <laughs> not my personal opinion. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe my personal wish is I don't know someday to work at, at the uh, in the European Union. And let's say that let's say that it is the, my my biggest wish. Thanks for now, Armin. And what is the youth around Europe expecting from European policymakers in the future? Our guests in the voice of Gen Z this time are Sarah from France and Stanimir from Bulgaria. My name is Sarah, I am French and I am 23 years old. Um, as a young European, I cannot deny the rise of extremism in Europe. Therefore, I think our expectations towards the EU in the coming years must be very high, as it has heavy implications for the future of Europe and of the world. The first topic I would like to talk about is the role of Europe towards international migrations. The European stance on this topic has been very clear in the recent EU-African Union summit. Uh, there is a high focus on border security. And I believe this stubbornness on security is highly detrimental to human rights and human dignity. Um, therefore, under the French presidency, I expect the EU to shift its focus towards a dignity-based approach and a right to free movement. Um, secondly, I do believe Europe has a role in establishing stronger regulations for corp corporate responsibility. Uh, for example, in, under the influence of many NGOs, France has quite recently passed a law on corporate responsibility and the EU is currently drafting regulations on this topic. It is fundamental, I think, to compel corporations to respect the environment, human rights and indigenous people's rights to land through strong regulations and access to justice for the victims. Indeed, this will shape the future of many young Europeans and of people from the global south. To conclude, I think that in drafting its future policies, the EU would benefit a lot from listening to what is being said by the civil society in Europe as well as in the global south. Harmonization regarding the diplomas and the standards so that the education could be at a better level in five years and the students to have more opportunities for mobility and absorption of new knowledge and for them to be able to touch a completely different social environment. The practical training is the future. There was a European program for the European traineeships here in Bulgaria, the students' practices, which was a good start. I hope it will be continued. Europe will be even more welcoming for the Bulgarian citizens and for us, the young people. From Bulgaria back to Armin. What do you believe are the biggest differences when it comes to national priorities between the countries recovering from war like Bosnia and Herzegovina and economically strong member states of the EU? Uh, well, if we... If we uh, let's say that... Uh, if the, if on the position of uh, climate change and environment is maybe some different topic or issue, uh, it can be, uh, let's say, discussed, is it too soon or it is not. But environment and climate change are actually the uh, issues that are, that first of all, have not 
like they do not recognize any any state borders or something like that and that they're evolving actually that they're evolving um too fast in in the in the uh, in, in the world not just in the european union so because of that i think that european union is actually doing a really good job in let's say pushing all countries not just member states but also the european neighborhood countries such as Bosnia and Herzegovina, even though, let's say, climate change and environment are far, 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 far from the uh, upper part of the agenda of the, our country. But I think that they should do it. If, I, just as I said, if something else was on the, on the uh, position of the climate change, it could be discussed. But I think that this is a problem. This is actually a thing that everyone should do on not just countries, not just member states, not just environmental organizations, but like all, all individuals. So like the change of the mentality, which is actually the most important thing, is not something that could be firstly done by EU member state or EU level and then transferred to, to other countries. So that is something that should be actually the joint work. Thank you, Armin. In today's Watchdog's Perspective, our guest is Jack Ryan from Ireland. In terms of where Europe will go in the next few years and what it will, its priorities will be, I think that the events of the last few months um, will be key in kind of determining the next few years. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously talking about the uh, invasion of Ukraine. It's it's kind of given Europe uh, a common enemy um, and a common, I suppose, external danger to bond around uh, which it has never had in its history. And that really changes the dynamic of the organization, I think, and has given it a lot of strength because it's bound together. And it's shown that it can actually, it can act, the union can act with actually a lot of force and a lot of power when it does have that consensus, which is very rare. Uh, so I think ideas like strategic autonomy, um, programs like PESCO, I think those will be a key focus um, and I think there would be likely a heightened demand for some form of common defence capability potentially and or maybe uh, mutual defence agreements or uh, something of the like. On the 29th and the 30th of April, the Conference on the Future of Europe plenary session met for the last time and agreed to a set of 49 detailed proposals. Is this type of democracy, which includes citizens in decision-making processes, our future in your opinion? Well, I think actually, I think actually it is because it is actually the good uh, evidence of the evolving of democracy in in European uh, Union and everyday level. Because just with the let's say involving people on 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 that way, uh, we can try to to find even even some stronger um, stronger. Um, evidences of legitimacy of work of the European Union and the democracy in the European Union. And through that way, the voice of the people can actually be heard. And in democracy, that is like 100% the most important uh, thing that that, that should um, 
happen and not just that but i think i mean conference on the future of europe was a really good example uh just through that way we can actually uh get the ideas for different uh, let's say uh policies and laws that should be created and that are really actually really important but not just important but let's say even creative because on the creative way which can be uh discussed and created by different people from different parts of the european union it can actually evolve the complete system of the european union so definitely i think that uh is it the future we don't know when we will not know probably in in, in some period but i think that actually it, it should be because i personally i cannot find any let's say disadvantages of of that idea thank you armin and thanks everyone for your attention don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say because europe is us Lisboa, Bruxelles, Berlin, Warsaw, Ljubljana.